Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim Show, Cradle of Hope, Blog Talk Radio on Tuesday. Yes, it's Teachers Tuesday, October the 24th, 2023. And we have an awesome show today, but first, a word from our announcement. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements that I want to make. First of all, I want to remind all of you that we do have a quarterly coming up in January. Yes, that's January 12, 13, and 14. You need to plan now to to come. I'm telling you, Prophet and I noticed years ago that those of you who made the effort to come to quarterlies, you became more stable, you were were growing at a better speed than those who did not. Do you know why? And I'm going to tell you why. Because the anointing breaks the yoke. And there is nothing like being present in these meetings where the anointing will flow and, and do things in your life, maybe not even related to what's being preached. And I'm telling you, from experience, I can tell you, as I've been, I've been sitting underneath Prophet Deckard. Uh, I came, uh, I listened to him for the last 35 plus years, but, but I, I came to his ministry in 92, 1992. And one of the demands that he made was that you were at every service, and he had seven churches, and we didn't have to be at every service of the seven churches, but we had to be at every service, the midweek service, and we had to be at the morning service 
on the weekend and the evening service. So three services a week that we were mandatory that we attended. We had paper, pencil, and Bible or ink pen. And we were to take notes and we were to study. And he demanded that we study as well. Well, Sister Donna, that doesn't sound like a church. No, he always said church is school. You know, if you go, if you would go right now and decide, you know, I'm going to go back to school to be whatever you want to go back to school to be, you would go and you would pay money. You would pay money to attend that school. Would you or would you not? You would. You would pay money to attend that class. Then you would be demanded to buy a, the textbook. You would be demanded to spend your time attending class, reading the textbook, and doing the homework. It's no different. Prophet always said, church is school. This is school. We only charge you $25 for the adults to come and attend. Now, I realize you have the gas to get there. You have the time that you have to take off work to be there. You have the, the hotel bill that you have to pay to be there. But you don't have to pay for the food because we will supply the food. And honestly, if you do the three-day fast before, we, we are taking care of your food for five days for $25 because you fasted for three days and then you're going you're gonna to be there for the weekend and $25 will feed you all weekend. I think that's a bargain. That's a bargain. I mean, I'm, I, I'm telling you, if you look at the prices of getting a continuing education at school, at colleges, it can cost you thousands of dollars to do it. But yet people, people tell me all the time, well, I can't afford it. You do what you want to do. And that's what Prophet always said, and he is right. You do what you want to do. If you decide, I want to get a continuing education in this field, you will come up with the money one way or the other. You will come up with the time one way or another. We are talking about your spiritual growth, your ability to, to grow in the spirit and your relationship with your God, the one who said, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body. Be afraid of, of him who can put your soul in eternal hell. So January the 12th, 13, 14, mark your calendars. That's whenever the next quarterly is. I suggest you find a way of getting there. Now, we have Sabbath Fellowship online weekly. We have a Friday night service, the Sabbath Fellowship service with Prophet Mark Reinbold. We have a Wednesday evening service with myself. These are available on our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. And then we have Blog Talk Radio five days a week. Four of those days is with the late Prophet Deckard. And of course, today 
Teachers Tuesday is with your, myself. Mark your calendars. Do what it is that you need to do. You see, you have to put an effort forth. You have prophets. Prophets, you know, years ago, prophet, prophet didn't want to. He didn't want to charge people for for the tapes, and he would tape his services, and he would just give them out free. Anybody who wanted one could have a tape. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds wonderful. But you know what happened? Let me tell you something what happened. Prophet took him in a vision. And he saw one of his one of his main elders come home with that tape, open a closet and toss it in the closet, and, and in the closet was a whole mountain of those tapes. Because you see, there was three services a week, so there was three tapes a week that he went and threw in the closet. In 10 weeks, there were 30 tapes. The angel said, told him, said, God said you start charging for them. Because if it don't cost them something, they don't put value to it. If it don't cost you something, you don't put value to it. Isn't that the truth? I can remember I would go to I would go to to his to his services before I before I came became part of the ministry. I'd go and visit, and I'd walk up to that tape table, and there sit those tapes, and I'd be like, I want that one, that one, that one, that one. Ooh, I'd like to have that one and that one and that one. But I couldn't afford all of those tapes. I couldn't afford them. And I was like budgeting. I was budgeting. I can save X amount a week and I can buy a tape. Let me tell you what happened. God dealt with me. He said, you know what? Why don't you budget a little more for the tapes? Why don't you cut out going out to eat one week a month? And I'm like, yeah, but but the kids, they like going. And he goes, one week a month, don't go out to eat, and you can buy the tape. You spend that money to go out to eat, and you, you eat, what is it? Sometimes you don't even have memory of it. I can't even remember some of those those events going out to eat. It was just something we did. But Sister Donna, I like to go out to eat. Well, God didn't tell me to eliminate all going out to eat. He told me to cut it back. One time a month, I didn't go out to eat. You understand? We are to eat. The word of God. We are to eat the word of God. But see, we think we think more of our bellies than we do our spirit. You do what you want to do. You do what you want to do. Well, that was the pre-sermon for today.
Let's continue on with what we started last week, obedience. Obedience. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15. This is where we started. But if you will not obey, if you will not obey, you see, we have a will. We have a will. We have a choice. If you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel, yowch, yowch. Do you see where God went with that? When you disobey the voice of the Lord, you're in rebellion. You are rebelling against the commandment of the Lord. Then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Last week we talked about how rebellion was as the sin of witchcraft. How rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Right now it's October. The world is gearing up for October the 31st, the dynamic holiday. The holiday of Lucifer. The world is gearing up. Do you think they've spent any money? They spend money every year getting an outfit to wear, to go trick-or-treating, to decorate their home, to buy candy to give to the trick-or-treaters, to celebrate Satan. The God of this world, that's little G. That's little G. To disobey the commandment of the Lord is as witchcraft. This holiday talks about witches and ghosts and goblins and zombies and darkness, jack-o'-lanterns. If you don't understand the abomination of Halloween, Prophet has an audio CD called The Festival of Death. The Festival of of death. There's going to be so many Christians who have participated in the festival of death. Oh, but it's just a good time for our kids. They like to dress up. Well, dress up some other time besides Satan's holiday. Disobedience is as a sin of witchcraft. Yashika Baha'i. God doesn't look favorably towards it either. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah chapter 12. We ended last week talking about how in, in Jeremiah 11, 
chapter 3, it said, Cursed be the man that obeyed not the word of a covenant. Your disobedience causes you to become a curse. Jeremiah twelve seventeen. But if they will not obey, I will utterly, utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, says the Lord. If they will not obey. God is serious about obedience. Go to chapter 18. We're still in Jeremiah. Chapter 18, verse 10. We're going to run through several scriptures here real quick in Jeremiah. 18.10. If it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Do you understand he's saying that disobedience is evil? Disobedience is evil. And God said, instead of of doing the good that I told you I'd do to you, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it around. I'll, I'll, I'll not do it. Jeremiah twenty six thirteen. Therefore now amend your ways and your doings. Twenty six thirteen. Therefore now amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God and the Lord will repent him of the evil that he has pronounced against you. Do you see the importance of you amending your ways? Isn't it, isn't it awesome that God gives us grace? I was listening to Prophet preach the blog yesterday, and I was reminded of his definition of grace, and, and, and I love to listen to him preach, and I'd forgotten this. Grace. Grace. Is God's time to get it for you to get it right. Grace is time for you to get it right. Grace is time for you and I to get it right. You see, sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes we try and we try and we fail. God doesn't beat us over the head. He says, repent. Amend your ways and your doings and obey my voice. Let me tell you something. I've had times when I didn't obey God's voice. And when he called me on the carpet about it, I repented. And I said, you know what? I've studied purpose of temptation. When you fail at something, you're going to have opportunities to do it right later on. And sometimes those opportunities come when you least expect it. And I began to pray and meditate and say, God, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it right. I am going to listen to your voice. And no matter what you say, I'm going to do it. Amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God. And repent of the evil. 
Jeremiah 42.6. I told you we're going to do several verses in Jeremiah. Last one for right now. Jeremiah 42.6. Whether it be good. Oh, I love this one. Whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send. That he be well with thee when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. Well, I wasn't going to share this, but I guess I will. Most of you have heard this story anyway. Last year, God told me, he said, you don't trust me. Now, I've been saved since I was 11 years old. And I'm like, what do you mean, God, I don't trust you? I trust you. He said, you don't trust me. And I'm like, yes, I do. I trust you. And God said, no, you don't. He said, when you were in that healing line, I showed you that to hit that man that had something going on with his tooth. He said, you didn't hit him. He said, you sat and argued about it. And you slapped him instead of hitting him. He said, that next time that it came up, I showed you, you I, I wear cowboy boots while I'm preaching. My feet don't hurt then. I have good support while I'm preaching. High heels didn't do that for me. I had on cowboy boots and this man came up and he said, I have a problem with my feet. And God, I immediately, I immediately saw myself take the heel of that cowboy boot and stomp on his feet. And I argued with the Lord. And I said, well, I don't know what's wrong with his foot. I could break his foot stomping on it with the heel of my cowboy boot. God says, I told you, you don't trust me. And he said, what did you do? I stepped on his foot with the ball of my cowboy boot. He said, you don't. I said, yea, Lord. Yea, Lord, I repent. But I'm, but I'm like, for God, I didn't want to hurt him. He goes, but you don't trust me. You don't trust me. And he took me, he took me in, into a vision. He took me into a vision, and I was there the night the prophet jumped on the back of this woman who was going to have surgery on her back the next day. And in the vision, I saw it play just like it did the night I was there. The woman had come up. She'd asked for prayer. And prophet turned around and he said, really? But all of a sudden... Instead of me just observing what Prophet did, 
because I knew my thoughts. My thoughts was, oh, wow, we are, getting, we are about to see something miraculous happen. And I was excited. I couldn't wait to see what prophet was going to do. But in the vision, I became him. And I felt what he felt. When God said, jump on her back, he was probably a good 300-pound man or better. And I felt what he felt. God, I could break her back jumping on her back. But do you know what Prophet did? Prophet turned around looked at that woman and said, do you trust me? And she said, I don't even know you. And he had her to lay on her belly on the floor. He had the two elders to hold one one on one side of her and one on the other to hold him up as he stepped his first foot onto her back and put his weight on her foot or on her back, and she went, oh, and I felt what he felt. God, this better be you. And he took his other foot up, and he put it on her back on the other side, and she went, oh. She now had the full weight of him on her back. But you see, God had said, I want you to jump three times on her back. And he jumped the first time. And she went, oh. And he jumped the second time. And she went, oh. And I knew what he felt. He jumped the third time. And he got off of her and she got up and she went somewhere. She was healed. God allowed me to know what I had felt and what he had felt. And God said, you have to trust me. You have to trust me. You see, Prophet did awesome miracles. He raised the dead. The blind saw, the lame walked, the dumb spoke. But he had to trust God. Even when his flesh said, God, I'm not a little guy. And you want me to get on the back of this woman who's, who's scheduled for surgery and jump on it? And I know the feelings that he felt as he did it. God, this better be you. Whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey. You see, it would look to be evil to slug a man with a toothache. It would look to be evil to chomp with your heel on a man's toes. It would look to be evil to jump on the back of a woman who's about to have back surgery. But you see, you have to obey. 
Whether it be good or evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we sin. You see, that trust, that obedience is not just for ministry. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. But it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Years ago, when I was young, in my 20s, I enjoyed knitting. I would knit while I read. I would knit while I watched television. I would knit just to entertain myself. I could finish a project in a day if it was small, in a week if it was medium size, a month if it was large. I could knit with I could knit in the dark. I loved to knit. I loved the creative vibes that came with knitting. One day God told me, He said, I want you to give away all your yarn. And I'm like, What? This is a time in my life where I couldn't afford snacks. I shopped the outside edges of the of the of the grocery store didn't buy any prepackaged things we bought we bought everything and I made it from scratch because I couldn't afford prepackaged and I couldn't afford snacks and God said give away the yarn give away the very thing that entertained me when my husband was gone he'd let, he'd leave on Tuesday morning come back Friday evening he was in seminary at the time my first husband I was at home. I was there with. I had no children. I was by myself. It entertained me. But I said, "I want you to give away your yarn." So I went and gathered up all my yarn. I had boxes of it in the closet. I bought on sale at different times. I gave it away, and I can remember as I gave it away to the parishioners in in our church, they'd look at me and they'd say, what are you doing, honey? Because I was much younger than most of them. I said, well, God told me to give it away and I'm giving away my my yarn. And they're like, what does does that mean? We're not supposed to do it? I said, no. I said, that's just what God told me to do. Whether it be evil or good, we will obey. So I gave it away. The next week, I said, God, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do to entertain myself while my husband's gone and I sit here in this house? God said, I want you to open your Bible. I want you to study. That's what I did. After I married Prophet Deckard, him and I began to talk about that. He said, do you understand there are appointed times in our lives? You had no children. You had no family to interrupt you. Your husband was gone for four days and three nights a week. 
and you had no one to interrupt you as you studied. And God put you to school. He said, do you understand that had you not obeyed, you would have stunted your growth to become the teacher to the body, a five-fold ministry teacher to the body? I didn't even know there was a five-fold ministry. didn't know I was anointed to be a teacher. But I obeyed, even though it looked really strange. What's wrong with knitting, Sister Donna? Nothing. Except I had made it above my God. And God said, you will have no other gods before me. I spent more time knitting than I did studying. God said, hey, this is your opportunity to study. And he demanded I study. Because he knew, he knew my future. I didn't. Whether it looks like it's good or whether it looks like it's evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we, whom we sin. And it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Obedience. God demands obedience. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 7, verse 27. The kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. We've been given the kingdom. We've been given dominion. We've been given the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven. A kingdom that is everlasting. And all dominions shall serve and obey him. You see, to be a leader, you have to have been a good follower. Prophet used to say, to be a good minister, you have to have been a good sheep. We have to learn to obey. Because we have a job to do. Let's go to Daniel 9.11. Daniel 9.11. Yea, all Israel has transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they may not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse, they curse. Therefore, the curse, is poured upon us and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Disobedience will bring a curse. Disobedience is sin. Disobedience is sin. Disobedience 
is sin. How many of you right now as you're thinking, oh dear God, I've disobeyed here. I've disobeyed over there. I remember disobeying over here. You need to repent for that sin. You need to repent for that sin. Right now, Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me. And I want you to speak that sin to yourself. Not obeying your voice. Bringing a curse. Tell me God's bringing deliverance to some of you right now. Now thank him for forgiving you. Be determined the next time you will obey. And just know that it'll come when you least expect it. It'll come when you least expect it. I remember. I remember the next time after God had said, you don't trust me. I got in the next healing line at the next quarterly and I was like, okay, God. Whatever you, whatever you show me to do, I'm going to do. And I'm like going down the aisle line and I'm praying for people. And God didn't show me to do anything extraordinary that quarterly. I'm like, okay. Okay. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And the next quarterly came. And I'm like praying. And I'm like, God, what are you going to show me to do? What are you going to show me to do? And he didn't show me anything. I just went down and prayed just like I always did. And then one evening, I'd been doing the YouTube sermon. And I walked upstairs out of the basement of the home of my brother and sister. My sister had been, been suffering with an earache been going on for quite some time. She was believing God by faith. And I remember she walked around the corner and I was still under the anointing and I heard myself say, are you about ready to let me pray for your ears? And she kind of looked at me in surprise and went, sure. I mean, who's going to say no to that? I said it forcefully, you know, like, are you about ready for me to pray for your ear? Yeah, kind of like that. And I immediately saw myself slap her ear. And I walked over to her as she was walking towards me, and I reached out and I slapped her ear upside of her head as hard as I could slap. Didn't even think about it. I just did it. She fell down to the floor right there in her living room. Obedience. I didn't think much about it. I went home and a few weeks later, 
we were talking and she said, yeah, she said, you're not careful, sis will slap you. I said, I have never slapped you. She said, oh, yes, you have. I'm like, no, I haven't. I have never slapped you. She said, yes, you did. you remember? You said, are you about ready to get prayed for? And she said, you slapped me. And I'm like, oh, I did. I did. I And then God dropped into me and he said, you obeyed my voice. And I started squealing. I said, I passed the test. I passed the test. I got an A on that one. I was so excited. But you see, I know that there would be another test. And, and there has been. I'm not going to go into them. I'm not going to bore you with, with all of that. But you see, we have to learn to obey him. Because when we don't, we're cursed with a curse. And things aren't going to go right. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter one. Now you all, we all know this is the this is the creation story, but I want to look at verse eleven and twelve. And God said, "Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth." And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good. The earth obeyed God's voice. The earth obeyed God's voice. I said, let it bring forth. And it brought forth. That's what God expects out of us. He says, do it. We say, yes, sir. Remember years ago, we had a, a, a speaker come into the, to the seven churches. Evangelistic evangelistic style teacher and I'll never forget his sermon his sermon was yes sir he talked about the military how in the military when you were told to do something the response was yes sir didn't matter if you wanted to or you didn't want to didn't matter if it, if, if, if you agreed or disagreed The answer was yes, sir. His old sermon was about yes, sir. How we were were to be obedient to our God and our response was to be yes, sir. Slug that man, yes, sir. Slap that woman, yes, sir. Hug that child, yes, sir. 
Get rid of the knitting yarn. Yes, sir. I'll never forget that sermon. For a whole hour, this man went through scriptures saying, yes, sir. Obedience. You see, disobedience in the military doesn't have good results. The earth obeyed. I want you to go to chapter 3 of Genesis. Chapter 3, verse 10 through 19. Now you see, Adam and Eve had been instructed that they could eat everything in the garden except for one tree. And somehow, they were coerced by darkness to eat of that tree. Now, just like children, you know, as a parent, I always knew when my kids got quiet, go see what was going on, because they were probably into something they shouldn't be into. Verse 10, God came down to visit with Adam and Eve in the evening. Started the next day. So to start their day off right, he would come down to visit with them. He'd come down to visit with them, and they were hiding. Now, you can't hide from God. But God played their little game. He played along with them. He goes, where are you? Verse 10. He said, I heard that voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Adam was afraid? Of God? God had came down every evening and talked with him and Eve. And Adam was afraid? Because I was naked, I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that you should not eat? Those are questions. And the man said, oh, this is just like children. The woman that you gave me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. It was the woman, God, that you gave me. You gave me that woman and she coerced me into eating and disobeying. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. And the Lord said to the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go and dust shall thy eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. 
and it will bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And let me tell you something. To this day, I see a snake. I want it dead. If it's in my house, if it's in my yard, it's dead. And to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Girls, do you understand? God multiplied our sorrow and our conception. Evidently, we wasn't originally made with the possibility of getting pregnant every month. But God multiplied it. He said, I greatly multiply it. And in sorrow you'll bring forth children. And thy desire will be to their husband, and he will rule over you. And then to Adam he said, because you hearkened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. And thou shalt eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. And in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return to the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and to dust thou shalt return. If you won't obey my voice, you become a curse. You become cursed. Adam and Eve disobeyed. The serpent beguiled became a curse. Is that curse real? Yeah, it's real. Right down to to today. By the sweat of their brow, men make a living for their family. To put food on the table. To put shelter over their heads. Clothing on them. Genesis chapter 7. Now we're going to look at another man. Noah. You remember Noah. He's the one that God said, hey, hey, Noah, I need you to build me an ark because I'm going to flood the earth. It's going to rain for 40 days. And Noah's like, what's rain? And then that's when water is going to fall down out of the sky. Noah said, okay. He started building the boat, started building the ark. Now, this wasn't any just, you know, little rowboat that Noah had to build. No, this was, this was an ark big enough to house two male and female of every animal. And of the clean animals, there were seven pairs. This this ark was big enough to house Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. 
took a hundred years for Noah to build this ark. Noah had a hundred years to either obey or disobey. You realize that he could have got right in the middle of it all and said, God, I think I misunderstood you and I quit. But he persevered. Verse 5, Genesis chapter 7, verse 5. Noah did according unto all. You need to underline all that the Lord commanded him. Noah did all that God commanded him. He did it all. God saved Noah. Those eight souls and all those animals were saved in the ark because of Noah's obedience. Noah did it all. What about you and I? What about you and I? Will it be said about us that we did all? Or will it be said that we disobeyed? God's writing in a book your life and my life. I want what's written in that book to be about me obeying God. I don't know about you. I want it to be said that she obeyed. Let's pray. God wants to heal. God wants to heal you today. With somebody, you got something going on with your hip, and want you put your hand there. Somebody else, you got something going on with you, with you, your neck. And somebody, you got headaches happening. God wants to heal you. Put your hand there. Those of you that, yay! Those of you that you got something else, put your hand wherever it's at. In the name of Yeshua! Keep your hands there. But those, you know what? There's those of you that, that you, God's, God's been convicting you as I ministered. I want you to pray with me. Father, Forgive me for my disobedience. Father, I repent of that sin. Father, help me. Help me to know your voice. 
Help me to know when I'm being disobedient. Help me to obey. And to pass the test. In Yeshua's precious name. Now those of you, you put your hand wherever it is that you've got an ailment. In the name of Yeshua, I command. I command the healing. Ega. I curse the lying symptoms. I curse them. They're healed from the top of their head to the tip of their toes, Father. I curse the lying symptoms and I command the healing. Father, I send forth your angels. I send forth your angels, Father, to cause that healing to manifest. In the mighty name of Yeshua. In the mighty name of Yeshua. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Yeshua's name, amen. Now do something you couldn't do before. And be sure and praise him and thank him. He loves you. He wants the best for you. I want to thank each of you for tuning in today. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom. Thank you.